0: Titus and Tate is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together today with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
1: And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful US-based representatives available 24 seven. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Duke lost, Tate.
0: Your thoughts? Mm, I'm dumbfounded. I can't believe this. Coach K, he got everybody's best shot. But again, we have one thing that you can point to always with these situations. Either you're back or rust. This time, it was rust.
1: Coach K said it was rust? It was rust. Was that his his excuse? We'll talk Uh, about it. Also, Miami, the the real story to me about this was that uh, Duke loses at home in Cameron Indoor Stadium Mm. to a team that has now won nine straight games. And Miami is still unranked.
0: No respect for the no, ACC. Yeah. No respect for Coach K's last
1: year. Yes, exactly. No respect for Duke. In what world is beating Duke to cap off a nine-game win streak not get you in the top 25? Apparently this world that we're living in right now. The new reality. Uh, also, on the court, the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry is cooling off. Woo! But on the message boards, the action is heating up. Because <laughs> uh, Michigan-Michigan State was were supposed to play on Saturday. Word breaks late Friday night uh we'll the talk two th- responsible je two jigs. very handsome uh yes. which i don't know if how much that matters, but I'm just stating the facts they are very attractive men mm. uh break the story that the game is not going to be played, <laughs> and ever since then, all hell has broken loose in the state of Michigan, yes. trying to figure out whether the Wolverines are ducking, dodging it's or, a duck or a dodge or, or <laughs> is it just unluck unlucky i don't I don't know, <laughs> but Michigan Michigan state are not playing, and the uh the conspiracies that are floating around Woo. are juicy, and we're going to talk about
0: and it. And people were wondering how we knew. And we'll never reveal our sources. We will not. Does it rhyme with Funkin' yeah. Dobinson? I don't know. <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe, maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, also, Tom Crean's school won a national championship. Oh, my God. Tom Crean's school is a national champion. <laughs> so Tom that?
0: Crean can sell that to the yeah. next number one pick. How about that? Yeah. So, uh, maybe
1: Congratulations. We'll, maybe we'll talk about that. Congratulations to Tom Crean's school. <laughs> it doesn't
0: work now because it was 27 green and then it was 2019 green uh-huh. but yeah
1: all that coming up at first woody Durham. It's- All right, let's uh, let's hold off on Duke. Is that okay? Yeah, I think we we talked a little too much Duke last week, and uh, I, let's save the let's save the Duke Miami game
0: later. It's not um, even that juicy, really. You know, if you watched the yeah. game, you had a great ride. But I mean, Coach K was he was not upset after the fact, so it wasn't a big, right. not as big of a story as Michael Devoe pointing at
1: him. Yeah, yeah. So let's take Duke. Let's put it over here. We'll we'll get to that in a second. In the meantime, we have to talk about what is the uh, the, the story in college basketball. Certainly in our world. Mm. Uh, which is Michigan? Michigan State were supposed po- uh, supposed to play on Saturday. Um, they do not play
0: on Fox, by the way. Company,
1: meeting. Yes. yes, yes. This was this. I don't know if it's going to be the game of the week, but uh, we work for Fox. They signed our checks. so it was going to be game of the week. It was going to be the game of the yeah. week. Uh, great rivalry in college basketball. We know this. Um, it is a a a uh, a game that certainly in this new era of Michigan basketball, basically post Tommy Amaker, since John Beilein has taken over at Michigan. Michigan, Michigan State is a game that you throw out the records tape. If those yes. two teams are playing, mm-hmm. you must watch it. It's it's a great, going to rivalry be a great game. It's going to be a great game. Michigan was actually favored in this game, by the way. Mm. Surprising. Michigan State is ranked 10th. Michigan is unranked. They're seven and six. At home, though. They've lost three or four, but it was at home. Uh so this was setting up to be a fun game. Michigan State fans were convinced <laughs> that they were going to wipe the floor with Michigan. Yes. Yes.
0: I mean, convinced. So so many Michigan State people in our orbit.
1: Vegas was not convinced. That's what's so interesting. (laughs) Michigan State was like very convinced, and Vegas was like, Michigan minus three. (laughs) Yes. Which
0: is strange, but also at the same time, you can look at the momentum of these two programs, these two teams right now. And Michigan State, they get very offended by... We talked about this. The college basketball media, they fell in love with Jawan Howard. Yes. And they shot him to the moon. Yes. He's coach of the year. All He's better than
1: John. Left. I can't believe John Beeline left and Michigan upgraded. I can't believe a guy that <laughs> went to the national title game twice and won like a thousand Big Ten trophies. Yes. Uh, there's the, the guy who's been there for three years is actually better than that. Guy. So he won the news
0: clippings, <laughs> you know, and the Michigan yeah. State people who had Tom Izzo, who used to be kind of. All right. Who's the coach of the year? Izzo. Is, you know, yeah, de facto. Yeah. Used to be yes. the guy. But now Juwan Howard. January,
1: February, Izzo. Mr. March. Yes.
0: Yes. And now Juwan Howard has taken some of that shine. Uh-huh. And the Michigan State fans know and they believed that they were the better basketball team. And they wanted to stick it to Juwan Howard and to Michigan. So there was a lot of fire that goes into this. And that comes... To us, that comes to the the journalism part of this whole right. conversation.
1: Yeah, the great point. Because uh, if you have no idea what's going on here, you might be saying to yourself, "A game got canceled because of COVID. So what? So what? We, we, we've had Who a can't. thousand of those this season. <laughs> what makes this one special? Uh, well, number one, we we broke the news. So like first of all, there's that scoopers. Oh, uh, we we Certified. got we got the scoop. Uh, number two, it's the the circumstances around this. It's the the aftermath mm. from this, which is to say that um, <laughs> Michigan State fans are convinced that Michigan. Is the, the Michigan Wolverines are dodging them? They're convinced that there is some ducking, some dodging, some uh yes. That Michigan has lost three or four. They 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 lost to Minnesota. They lost to UCF. Then they lost, lose to Rutgers for the first time in program history. They're now going into a stretch where they play Michigan State, Purdue, and Illinois, three of the better teams, if not the three best, three teams best teams in the Big in the Big Ten. Ten. And out of nowhere, quote unquote, Michigan now has to cancel these games. And Michigan State fans are licking their lips saying, you, you're, you're doing this on purpose. You're just dodging us. And they're saying um, that you're repeat offenders. They're, they're saying right. we've seen this before. And I guess that's what I want to talk about briefly because uh, we we discussed this when COVID started canceling games this year. When uh, in, in the preseason, I, I famously said that the one thing I'm most excited about with this season is that we don't have to worry about COVID anymore. It's not going to cancel any games. And then it started canceling games. And I brought up the point that, there are instances of teams dodging other teams. That is happening. That is 100% Dodging happening. is happening. Yes. It is 100% happening. The problem is who's going to have the balls to step up and point the finger at specific teams, at specific coaches, at specific programs and say, I think you're dodging. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't have those balls. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, at Michigan, at, at uh, you know, if, 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 if Duke doesn't want to go on the road or, you know, like if Duke gets COVID before a road stretch, mm-hmm. I'm sure people are going to go nuts and say that they're dodging. I don't have the balls to point because like, you know, I am I'm, I'm I just I'm not wired that way to be like you're 100% di- I can't trust that. Yeah, you can't. But at the same time, I'm definitely going to let Michigan State fans make the case because I was reading all this and I was just nodding along like, "Huh. This is interesting. This is very, very interesting." Because we do know that people are dodging, we do know that this is happening, and if you are Michigan State fans making if you are a Michigan State fan making the case, um you could certainly make a pretty good one too. And I
0: think it's ducking is what they've gone for. They've gone with the duck. They've gone okay. with the duck. Not and if touch. you look at our, we tweeted the scoop. We said, uh, you know, the night before the game, around 8 o'clock or so, we put out to the world, sources have told yep. us that this game will be postponed. And we knew close to the program, you know? Very close. Of the program to to our
1: program, not to either program. To, to, to our, our program. Yes, not to Michigan State or Michigan.
0: Confirmed what we already felt in our loins, which mm-hmm. is that Michigan is going to duck this game. Mm-hmm. And it, immediately, the comments are flooding in. There there are Donald Ducks. There are... It's Howard
1: the Duck, which I got to admit, is pretty good. Howard the it's, Duck is amazing. Juwan Howard is yes. ducking. So it's, that's a good... That's, a, that's good. That's the best one. I like that. But I just love that it, it, with the Donald Duck,
0: it's Disney. You know what I mean? It's Mickey Mouse, which I think goes to the larger conversation... <laughs> About it being a Mickey Mouse season, which I think it comes back into play. <laughs> Donald- are, are we back to being a Mickey Mouse? Season? Is it actually because a Donald Duck season? Is that what you're saying? It's Donald Ducking season, and it's a part of a Mickey Mouse calendar in college basketball. And I love to see those replies. But then when I did, what I didn't like to see, Titus, was the doubters. You know, we got the Duckers and the Dodgers, but then we got the Doubters. You know, the three Ds. And I'm not talking about anything with Guy Fieri. I'm talking about these people in the mix of this conversation and the doubters, AKA the haters, were coming and saying that- the game Oh, you want was- to
1: talk about our scoop for a second?
0: Yes. Yeah, l- let's just talk about our scoop. Just give it, just give because, it its credence. Uh, we'll go back to the Duckers.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the Michigan. <laughs> talk about the Duckers later. Talk about the doubters. Uh, th- this, was, this was one of the, uh, the better scoops for us in the sense that we beat everybody to this by like 12 hours. Now, I don't think anyone else ever really got it. Yeah. No, no one else tried to break the news until after the announcement was out like all the all the usual scoopers just waited till uh Michigan put out the, release the actual and then release, yeah, just said per release because whatever. they didn't
0: want to give us the scoop because yeah. and the scoop was already out there, yeah, so they couldn't get the glory of the scoop. But they, if they, they the put scoop. out the scoop, then everyone's like, well, they already said that, you know what I mean? Yes,
1: but but we were almost like too too early to it because no one believed us because they were waiting for we were the boys who cried the confirmation,
0: COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and nobody wanted to believe us except for the Detroit Free Press. Yeah. Which is why, look, I just, you have to respect, you know, the press and respect the state of Michigan because at least they respect the show, you know. And they also had, pointed out that we're Fox's voices of college uh-huh. basketball. So thank you to the Detroit Free Press. Did they really? Well, not exactly, not, but you know what I was was mean? Like, you can read between the lines.
1: Gus and move over. <laughs> read between Titus Tater and the new voices of <laughs> Lab and Jimmy Jackson, get out of here. If you
0: were my mom, you read it like that.
1: Um... Yeah, so um, my, my DMs are blowing up, too. Like People are like, how do you know this? Uh, yeah. What are your sources? All that. I yeah. know, I'm not going to reveal our sources. But I will say, dude, my heart, I, uh, I, I have famously quit the scoops game a thousand mm. different times only to get pulled back into it when, yeah. I, when I get a scoop. You can't like, quit. Uh, I, I really can't quit. It, I can't it's, quit. It's one
0: thing that you can't quit. And it's also, the, the funniest part about it is like John Rossine definitely copied and pasted our tweet yeah. and, and put his tweet out and did not give us credit. <laughs> and John is, John is for a supposed friend of the program, and for him to blatantly no, I, disrespect John, us, John,
1: if you're listening, I don't have a problem with it because John is also—he's uh, a
0: certified scooper.
1: But if he gives us that that purr, he is. But he he he's married to the game, and I think yeah. in his mind, the game has to be played the right way. And I think like we're playing it wrong. He'll acknowledge that we had the scoop, but he'll say you got the scoop the wrong way. You you cheated the game. <laughs> And I think, like, he's like he's like Rick Pitino. Remember when Rick Pitino got fired in every interview he did? He's like, I never cheated the game. Yeah. We're like, Rick, no one said you cheated the game. We said you hired <laughs> hookers for 16-year-old recruits. <laughs> yeah. That's what we said you did. We said you were doing different yes. so, sorts of things. And he's like, yeah. that may be true, but I never cheated the game. And we're like, what What are we talking? I think that's John's approach to the scoops game. It's like, I if, if you cheat the game, he it, it doesn't matter how close you are to him. And in his mind, we cheated the game because we have sources that are outside the realm of... of yeah. I had people slide in in my DMs, Big J journalists, that were like, what are your sources? My the people I know within the Michigan program and the Michigan State program are both stonewalling me. I can't get anywhere with this. How do you know this? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not gonna we're not The
0: gonna only that people me. that I had any sort of sympathy for is the actual beat writers. Yeah. You know? Cause the beat writers, this is their scoop. This is yeah. what they actually break. But
1: but I think that's what happened is like the beat writers were going to their sources and they were like, if if they're if they're stonewalling me, how the hell did Titus and Tate get to yeah. and and the and so in their mind they're like, it must be some dipshit manager on one of these teams or like yeah, some yeah, guy like Lee like so they obviously did it in a not they, they think we way. know the ball boy yes for Michigan yes and we do I will <laughs> we say do. we do that was our source the ball boy so if I was Michigan I would fire all of your managers bring in some new ones <laughs> Smoke out the rat.
0: smoke out uh, the rat. This boy, we're gonna have like actual the Michigan ball boys reach out to us. Like this is terrible. Yeah, yeah
1: you've ruined my life. <laughs> I hate you. I was running sprints after practice yeah, because of you. Yeah. <laughs> No, we we had the scoop, and and uh, I, I my heart was racing like crazy because it is it is it, I'm we not cut we, out for the game. We, we contemplated not even
0: putting out the scoop. That's the other, that's, that's how much respect we had for the scoop.
1: That's the other part is like I that's why I'm not cut out for the scoops game because every time I get one of these scoops, I'm like I don't know if this meets the threshold of like it, 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 it's a catch twenty two because it has to meet a certain threshold for me to even want to put it out there. Yeah, but then if it does meet that threshold, this is a big game. It's this is ner- game of the week. If, if it meets that threshold, then I'm shitting my pants once it's out there and yeah. no one's confirming it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm <laughs> like, did these ball boys, <laughs> did they swerve me? We're Tom Brady with the ball boys. <laughs> I'm Googling, I'm Googling. <laughs> can, rattle me. Can you, can games get unpostponed? I'm Googling <laughs> that. And here, I'm
0: texting you. I'm like, it's going to get postponed. How many players do they need to play? Um, Tom Izzo said they need seven players uh, and a coach, basically. That's yeah. all they need to play. So.
1: so along those lines, so we get the scoop Friday night. It's about midnight Eastern-ish uh, that, that the the news kind of breaks that Michigan has tested too positive. They've, they've had too many positives. They're not going to have enough guys to go f- against Michigan State. The game is going to get postponed. And this is where this is what set Michigan State fans off, Tate, is because Michigan State had already driven to Ann Arbor. They had already gone to their shoot-around. They yeah. were in the hotel. They were ready for the game the night before. Uh, why are you canceling this now? And and if you're you know if you're playing devil's advocate, you would say, well, Michigan didn't know they had COVID until the test came back on Friday night, which is you know that's what Michigan fans would say. And maybe if you're Michigan, if maybe you're you're inclined to believe them, you're not along. That makes a lot of sense. Where Michigan State fans would chirp back is they would say that that the game against Rutgers that Michigan played, they were already shorthand. They already had like a COVID problem where they they didn't take guys on the trip there's a little bit of an outbreak within the program so they knew going into the michigan state game they were already susceptible so i think the michigan state point of view is you could have told us this before yeah. the night before the game you could have tested your guys then you could have, like it, i doubt that the out, and i'm speaking as a michigan state fan i doubt that the outbreak happened um right as we got to campus and went through the whole thing and then you kind of like ran your algorithm of the guys that were healthy the guys that weren't you know how badly were you going to lose uh, that? That's yeah. like how the Michigan State fans start. Yeah, playing. and it is—I wouldn't say suspect, but it is like like again, if Michigan State fans want to make that case, I'll certainly read and listen to anything they want to say it, because it, uh,
0: Izzo's done a good job, you know, with, with all. Of that.
1: Yes, he has. But the the larger point though is that uh, number one <laughs> on on the grander scheme of college, the, the the grander picture of college basketball, this is the third rivalry game by my count, um, third like big time rivalry game in college basketball this year that has been canceled because of COVID, and the team that was probably not going to win the game had the COVID problems. Hmm. We had Kentucky-Louisville, where Louisville had to cancel the game because of uh, that was COVID a dodge. Issues. You think that was a dodge? That was a dodge. dodge. All right. Um, we not have- a duck. Just a dodge. We have Tennessee, Memphis, which similar circumstances. Tennessee was already there in Nashville. Uh, Memphis dips out. Tennessee runs like a scrimmage because they're they're like screw it, we're already here. We and and we
0: Memphis was coming off the high of beating Alabama, and I think they were worried about the dip. So yeah. I think when you're dipping, you're dodge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dodge. <laughs> That's a dodge.
1: Uh,
0: and then now, Michigan, for the record, Jim, write these down. Dodge. And, then,
1: and then now, Michigan State, Michigan, uh, third rivalry game where the the, the <laughs> this is the duck. I keep saying I keep saying underdog. I keep wanting to say underdog, but Michigan was not an underdog in this game, which makes it kind of an, a weird dynamic. Yeah. Because how can
0: you really argue it? How can,
1: yeah? So here 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 are the other here, here's where I ultimately land on this because um I don't want to believe that Michigan is dodging teams, and and the Michigan point of view is that. Why would we? Why would we not want to play this game? Like we, they, they understand that uh, Michigan State was probably going to win. I think most Michigan fans would even say like their team's not playing great right now. Michigan State is kind of hot, even though Vegas believed in Michigan. I'm guessing most Michigan fans were like, we we're probably going to lose that game anyway. But in in that regard, that's exactly the reason they would want to play it. Like they need a big win. And and if you're if if the rivalry game where maybe you can muck it up and and beat Michigan State at home, your season you've saved your season. You know, it's like, why would you give away an opportunity? This is the Michigan point of view. Why would we give away, forfeit an opportunity to improve our NCAA tournament resume um, just because we we are scared, quote unquote? Like, that doesn't really add up. I understand that. Here's here's where I ultimately land, though. If if Michigan, Michigan has had, Michigan as an athletic department has had a few head scratching deals throughout this this COVID mm. tenure. There was the uh, the the Ohio State football game last year where every Buckeye fan on earth, including Kirk Herbstreet, went on television. And was like, I think Michigan football is dodging Ohio State, and then, then Kirk had to walk it back and be like, I didn't mean, I didn't mean they were dodging. What I meant was and they were they, ducking. They, yeah, they were <laughs> ducking. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was the the uh. this was last year when Michigan was not as good and Ohio and Ryan Day was like, we're gonna hang a hundred on them, and Ohio State had Justin Fields and and yeah, Ohio and it was at, in Columbus. And uh, you know, but but it's COVID. It happens. Things happen. Like we're not gonna mm. say that this is. I'm, I, I, I even even as an Ohio State guy, at that point, I wasn't like Michigan's dodging. I was like, I don't know, maybe they are just unlucky. Um, but then there was also the Illinois basketball situation last. The, the basketball situation last year when uh, Michigan was coming off a two-week COVID pause. Yes, you might remember their
0: this. entire athletic
1: program. Their entire athletic department said we we are pausing for two weeks because COVID's a mess both on campus and in the state. Yep. Um, which again, I was nodding along, and I was like, Do what you got to do. I'm not here to tell you what to do, what not to do. What raised some suspicion, Tate, the night of the game that that Michigan was supposed to play Illinois, that was supposed to be their first game back. was Illinois at Michigan. um but they postponed it that same night the the Michigan women's basketball team played Purdue, who was not very good. So all the Illinois fans were losing their mind because they're like, you're you're it, if, if 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 it's an athletic department wide pause. Why is the women's team playing on the same night the men's team could have played? You said the men's team can't play. The math doesn't but add the, up. It doesn't add up. Yeah. And then, uh, then they do play. Illinois beats the hell out of Michigan without Ayodesuma in Ann Arbor, and and Michigan still wins So there's like this whole deal of like, what the hell is going on here? Then you fast forward to to this past December when I I I did some digging on this because I was deep on the Michigan state boards because I was I, I couldn't get enough of the the conspiracy <laughs> the talk. Drama that the 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 Michigan hockey team is apparently ranked third in the country at the end of December, Tate. And they, they are going into this weekend tournament where they play back-to-back games against, uh, they're supposed to play Michigan Tech and then Western Michigan, right? Mm. Western Michigan is ranked fourth in the country, apparently. Michigan Tech is ranked 18th. So Michigan plays Michigan Tech on, say, a Friday night, whatever it was, on day one. They're supposed to play Western Michigan the next night, but they say they can't because they have a limited number of guys to play because of COVID. And basically, their their rationale was, we, we have a limited roster that can't handle the wear and tear of a back-to-back night, which, like, I mean, that that's very clearly dodging to me. Mm-hmm. You can play on one night but not the next night and you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say COVID and try to wipe it off clear. So... With all of these data points, and then you throw in the 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 Michigan State, Michigan, and that, like Michigan. It wasn't just Michigan State. Michigan was supposed to play Purdue tonight, Tuesday yeah, night. Yeah. They're supposed to play Purdue. This is their this is their stretch. This is their stretch. They're mm. supposed to play at Illinois on Friday, which is still on the schedule, but we'll see. Um, so if you're a Michigan State person, you you look at all that, you say there's something going on with the te- with yeah. this athletic department. And to that, I say there definitely is. Now the the only explanation is uh, you can you can blame like something sinister, like they're actually dodging or actually trying to manipulate stuff. Um, they're just outright dumb, which is to say, like, they 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 can't handle. They can't
0: manage the situation.
1: They can't manage. Like, th- th- this is only happening to them. Where like before a big game, they seem to like no other athletic program is having these problems before these big games. Like, yeah, what the hell are they doing wrong? Why are they so stupid? Uh, or they're unlucky, and mm. it's just like it's just you just shrug your shoulders and you're like, damn, that's terrible luck going on in Ann Arbor. That uh, zero. That that despite the the entire athletic program dealing with COVID problems. The Michigan football team going into a, a playoff game had zero positive cases against before the game against Georgia. Interesting how that works out. And that's yeah. very unlucky that COVID only impacts them in certain and in, in, in big regular season games, but not big postseason games. That's interesting. Mm. I don't mm. know. So I don't know where I land, but those that that's where we've where we've arrived. And uh I certainly love watching like Illinois and Michigan State fans lose with, yeah, yeah, lose their yeah, mind. Lose their mind. Yeah.
0: And, and I think Tom Izzo. Covered for Howard the Duck, you know what I mean, and I think you know Jawan Howard. He said he was very happy with his communication with Jawan Howard. He said I think it was more in an administration situation, you know, where the yeah. administration was the one that was making these decisions. And you asked what three it could be. I would I would be prone to believe it's the latter two, a mix of unlucky dumb, and, dumb. and dumb,
1: yeah. But also, I, wouldn't, too. I don't think I. I hmm. Boy, it's, but also it, it's it, it does. To, but like
0: when you put the data points together, it does seem a little too good to be true. You know, as far I think, as like what how it adds up, but I don't think it's sinister. You know, I, I don't think it's. It might be a little bit you know cheeky. I don't think it's. I sinister. think that's
1: what it is. I think I think it like I don't think it has to be. It's just cheeky. It, it could be like a combination of all these things. Like I I I don't doubt that that Michigan has a COVID outbreak. I don't doubt that they have a limited number of players. Hmm. I do doubt there is a small part of me that wants to believe. That if Michigan had the top seven players, like their entire rotation were the seven that they had healthy, they would maybe play the game, you know? But it's Mm. like they it's not that they don't have enough guys to play, it's that they don't have enough of the right guys to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like if if and I will put my hand up, I will tap my chest, and I will I will freely admit that if Ohio State was in the exact same position, I would be cheering for Ohio State to not play games where because that is that is fair. Like at the end of at the end of this season, when the selection committee sits down and looks through the resumes, nobody's going to remember who was who was eligible, what games, and and whatever. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they do. Hopefully they they kind of piece piece it together, but that's not going to happen. And so if you're if you're if you are Michigan and you're like, we're screwed. We're out like some of our best players. We're definitely going to lose to Michigan State. We're definitely going to lose to Purdue. We're going to look up and and have this stretch uh, where we dig ourselves a huge hole that we can't get out of. Um, I don't know. Maybe we call it. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't. Like, I don't. I don't blame them. If that's exactly what they did. I don't know. But uh, it's all fascinating. I love it. It's
0: it's good for the rivalry. I think at the end of the day, we're going to be talking about Michigan basketball, and Michigan State basketball, and who you know reigns supreme. In that situation for you know the next five to ten years and i think that's going to be great because tom Izzo is not going anywhere you know a lot of these we're losing coach k we mm-hmm. lost roy Woods. i was worried he
1: was when imani yeah
0: yeah the old guard Memphis. yeah we got to talk cool. maybe we shout out Amani at the end you know he finally had a good game i said but <laughs> memphis state again memphis yeah. state different than memphis so we'll talk about that but in general i'm excited to see where this goes because Izzo's not putting the blame on joan howard but the fans are calling him howard the duck yeah and I don't like that for Jawan Howard because I like Jawan Howard, but I also can't deny that you add the data points together, like Charlie Day, and you're looking at the board. You're saying, "Oh, you know,
1: dude, if Duke did this, you would a hundred. percent oh, you, you would be losing oh. your mind. You would be losing your mind." Coach K's
0: jealous. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "How do I not play road games?" Yeah, what do we? He's, but, he's like looking at the AD. I, I think shut that's shut why. I
1: think that's why this is so fascinating to me is because uh, this is very clearly a situation um, that's similar to, say, paying recruits. Uh, with, with college sports, where I can freely admit that if if this was my rival doing this to me, I would think the I exact same things up. that Michigan yeah. State fans think. At the same time, if I was in Michigan shoes, I would be thinking the exact same things. Michigan State, which is like this is bullshit that you're thinking we're dodging you. Like yeah. we have, yeah. shut Hello, shut there's up. a pandemic. Yeah. Hello. 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 Omicron. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of it? Um, it's the same thing with like cheating and and, and recruiting. You know, like every every college fan. But I mean, I'm talking before name, image, likeness. Every single college sports fan would be like, of course there's cheat. Of course, every team's paying everybody, but my team's not. You know, like every single, every single no, I mean, fan base believes that. I,
0: I quite genuinely believe that every fan base operates under the same idea that they are the good guys and that yes, everyone, everyone else, else is the bad cheated. guy. Yeah.
1: And the media has it out for us.
0: Exactly. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> Just talk to anybody.
1: It's great. That's what makes this a great story.' Is that, that, like I don't know where the truth is. I just know that, like everyone has their point of view, and it's just fun to
0: I think that's when I grew up, like that's when I lost my innocence. like the first time I heard a story about North Carolina in that way, you know, but it wasn't like they were telling it to me to like you know they were just telling a story about their yeah. recruiting, and then this is back in the eighties, and I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> you know that, that that's when you grow up as a fan a little bit, but you also yep. understand. It's a part of the game. The dodging and the ducking is not a part of the part of the game, though. I mean, that, that there's gamesmanship in it, obviously, but yeah. I understand the frustration from you know Michigan State, obviously, in this situation, Illinois in the past. Um, but I, don't I just know. wonder I don't how, think Michigan has to answer for it though. You know, I mean it kind of is what it is.
1: I, I'm but going back to my my ultimately it has to be declared a, a, a you, here, here's my way of declaring whether it's ultimately a, a dodge slash duck. If this game was not a regular season game in Ann Arbor, and this game was the second round of the NCAA tournament. Does Michigan play this game? The answer in my mind would be yes, right? Like my my feeling on this is that Michigan would have played this game
0: unless they wanted the. <laughs>
1: and in that case, you the, know what we it, couldn't play. Excuse, you know the VCU. Oh, the VCU. Unless they, yeah. But I, it's it's like I said leading into like last time we talked about now this... Now the stuff VCU's said, was an excuse. For that. <laughs> No, the, the last time we talked about this stuff, I said there there was no part of me was even kind of concerned that these college football playoff games would get canceled or postponed or anything else. There's no, like Omicron respects big games. Yeah, Omicron apparently does not respect regular season games. And I just find that interesting. That's all I'm saying. I find it interesting. And if you want to make the case one way or the other, I'll listen and I'll nod along. The
0: thing that I and find the most interesting is that we scooped this and nobody <laughs> wanted to give us credit.
1: No one wanted to believe us. Yeah. I, I and even give us credit. Like even not yeah. even after the fact. No yeah. one's
0: come back around. Like John's not texted us or no one's texted us and said, Hey man, great work there. They're just yeah. they're just mad at us. They're mad. Yeah. And we all we do is respect the game. I come here every day to respect the game. You're
1: legitimately a scooper. I'm now. a J.
0: I'm a J. You are, and I'm looking at my
1: other J's, and I'm like, you scoop Coach K
0: retiring. and no one cares. And you scoop Brad Stevens. Tell you, yeah. And that, and look, that was an <laughs> offer, and it almost happened. Just so you know, I heard a story behind the scenes that like Brad Stevens was thinking about it, and then, Shut and up. then ultimately he was like, I don't want to go back into coaching because I can't coach these kids. He said, I cannot reach these kids.
1: What are you doing to me?
0: Uh oh, I mean, I'm just telling you. Here's your, here's your little BTS. He said, I cannot reach these kids. And then he said, you know what? One program is that I could go to where I could maybe reach oh these God. kids.
1: <laughs> no, this is the problem is we laugh on the show too much. Uh, yeah, we're no la- one takes us seriously. I know. we're Yeah. But of course we have sources.
0: Are you crazy? We're laughing to keep from crying half yeah. the time, especially in Omicron era. You know what I mean? Um-
1: I I my final comment is on, on Michigan Michigan State is exactly that what you said in the Omicron era which uh, apparently is, like like this this to me is not going to end the the the, do, the selective maybe it's not called dodging anymore it's like selective testing or like mm. selective opting out mm-hmm. that's going I don't think this is going to end anytime soon and not even because the Omicron stats are through the roof or whatever let's say. Uh I I have no idea what is forecast and frankly I don't think it matters if we yeah. know, have some sort of forecast of where the pandemic is. It's going. like the weatherman. You're like Yes. This is I don't believe you. But let's say uh things are quote unquote back to normal next season, which Whatever, oh, who cares? Whatever, just <laughs> hypothetically, we know it's not gonna happen. Let's I still think there will be instances of coaches trying to, to figure out, out to opt out. Yeah, I, I still I, think, I think there will the be. Jaylen, I think it goes
0: back to Jalen Johnson. Yeah. I think it goes back to I don't think this once is op- he opted out, opting out. Yes, was an option.
1: This isn't the Omicron era, it's the opt out era.
0: Yes, this yeah. has nothing. Take COVID out of it, it's, <laughs> this is the opt out era. Kirk Herbstreit, where are you? We need Kirk Herbstreit to come in. You're gonna
1: straight up, you're gonna like get coaches that straight up say like, we do not want to play the the game tomorrow. We would rather like, not
0: play. We are going to opt
1: out. You're like, what, what, why don't you? You're like, in the best interest of our team. Our team has lost two games in a row. Yeah. And uh, if we lost a third, it would be damaging to morale. So we, in the best interest of, I have to look out for my guys. Yeah. And uh, what's best I love for my guys games. is to opt out of this game, and then. Everyone's like, wow, that's respect. Who that's does it first? That- <laughs> Who
0: does it first? Will Wade or Cal Perry? Yeah, I think it's Cal Perry. Cal might be the first. And then I think he's that. like, look, these kids can't handle that. Mental health-wise, like, these kids can't handle that. We're yeah. going to take a break. We're going to take a pause. Because I think you can take a pause You can take too. a pause. You know?
1: That's true. It would be K, but K is, as we know, retiring and definitely or not is coming back he? next
0: season. <laughs> I saw a clip from 2020, January 2020, where we did the Coach K succession power rankings, and I had Coach K number one and John Shire <laughs> number two. And I do think that that's still what it is. You know, I th- I still think that Coach K is still number one on the succession power rankings. I think there is a chance.
1: Well, how far does Duke have to go in the tournament for you? If he loses,
0: if he doesn't go to the second weekend, he's coming
1: back. You if they, they make the Sweet 16 but lose, you think he's gone?
0: I think he's gone. You think that's enough? I think sweet okay. sweet 16 is enough. But if
1: they lose in the first round and a or second in a round. 14 he's, pregame, he's coming back. He's coming back. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Uh, you got anything else you want to say on that? We, no, uh, I, I I think that I think that's it. Uh let's move on to this. Is exciting times around these parts. Mm. Coors light dropped the bag for us, Tate. Yeah, I I still can't believe this. This is so I as a man who drinks almost exclusively Coors Light, that's like basically all that's, I it's the only beer have. I drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's I absolutely love it. I could not be more excited that Coors Light dropped the bag for us. Uh, so we are doing a new segment brought to you by Coors Light <laughs> called King of the Mountain. Coors Light is the one I choose, the one Tate chooses, the one Jim yeah. chooses. Coors Light is the one we choose when we need to unwind. So you, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com Light slash T That's an ampersand in there, by the way. Coorslight.com slash T ampersand T. Please celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado. Uh, all right, this is the King of the Mountain. Um for for Coors Light, we uh th- th- this is the this is the segment. It is we have to we have to figure out who is basically Our King of the Mountain which Yes. Uh, it, in college basketball.
0: It, it immediately took me to a place where wh- what is who is the best king on a mountain you think in history because like I don't know many kings that were just like posted up on a mountain other than Zeus. Oh, you that's know, a good point. Zeus was on Mount Olympus.
1: Mount Olympus. Moses was a god. He was yeah, a god. Yeah, Zeus was a god. Moses was never a king, was no, he? No. I don't think so. He was on Mount Sinai, and he was just there for a short period of time just to pick up a little He's a leader, though. He was grabbing some mail and running back. That's where his mailbox was.
0: But that was my first thought, like, who is the actual king of the mountain? Yeah. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> that where out. You're
1: going galaxy brain.
0: No, I mean, we'll figure it out as we move through this, uh, this exercise. But for me in college basketball, my king of the mountain, and if you saw North Carolina play Virginia on mm-hmm. Saturday, you would have thought this was one of the most cathartic experiences I've had definitely in the new year. And in probably two years, because Armando Baycott, 29 points, 22 rebounds. Virginia had won seven straight. Tony, I can't wait for the Fraud Power Rankings later in the week. Tony Bennett had Had won won seven straight against North Carolina. And finally, we finally got it together and beat Tony Bennett. And Armando Baycott, ACC Player of the Week, the first North Carolina player to be ACC Player of the Week since Cole Anthony was in North Carolina. So It's been a minute. It's been a long... You remember when winter was coming? Winter came and and I have been living, chilling, freezing, grasping for the but last... But your mountains path.
1: have been blue. That's a good... But the mountains have been blue. Thank
0: you, Coors Light. And Armando Baycott, he gave us hope. You know, he gave us hope again, uh, you know, slays Virginia. And he is my king of the mountain, Armando right. Baycott. And he's now in the conversation of ACC Player of the Year. So now we have Paolo Banquero taking on Armando Baycott in the ACC Player Do you, of you
1: think the that's Harris. real? You think he's got to I think change. it's real. Yeah.
0: I mean, 21 and 17 against Notre Dame, 22 and 29.
1: I need you to give me a. We're going to talk about Duke in a little bit, so maybe i will save her for that. But I, I need an ACC update. We might have to scrap the Pac 12 update this season. I was thinking season. about this. The Pac 12, three uh, of the top six in the AP poll, and that is including Gonzaga. So throw Gonzaga in there. That's four of the top six in the AP poll are Pac 12 teams. Yeah. Up. I think the Pac-12 update might be... I don't think America needs an, an update on well, what's going on in
0: the Pac-12. What is you know, the Pac-12 like, update? If you dissect it, it's a, it's a conversation about a conference that's being disrespected. Disrespected. And, and it's I think not, it's, it's not, not, really not the Pac-12 anymore. anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's the ACC. So now we have the Act-12 update. <laughs> there you go. The Act-12 update. I might, I might
1: need you, especially because...
0: I'm, I'm coming in with the Act-12 update. I'm, I'm going to let you know what's going on. Oh, please. Miami, I, most disrespected program in the country. I,
1: uh... I, I will freely admit that I've not been watching a ton of ACC basketball this year. You're
0: not missing much.
1: Uh my pick for King of the Mountain in college basketball, I wanted it to be Johnny Davis because he's on a mm. tear right now. He's the uh the 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 toast of of the sport right now, the the front runner for national player of the year. Um, all that kind of stuff. He had the big game in Mackey. The Wisconsin just won in, in uh uh College Park. Uh I wanted to go Johnny Davis, but I, I thought about it long and hard, Tate, and I said to myself, "Who's the one man who has college basketball by the balls more than anyone else? Who's the one man that's running the show? Who's Coach the one K. man <laughs> that dictates everything that happens and everything runs through him? That man is Scott Drew. Oh, it has to be Scott. Yes, Drew. defending he- national champions, number one in the country, fifteen and zero. I love this. Uh, Baylor has been showing a little bit of cracks lately. I I don't want. I'm. We're not panicking. We're not concerned. We're not worried at all." But Baylor's going to lose one. They're going to yeah.
0: lose some in February. We're they're acknowledging the
1: reality. Yeah. We're, we're just acknowledging the reality. They're showing some cracks, um, but they're still undefeated. They're still the defending champs. And and I think uh, the reason Scott Drew is the king of the mountain to me is because of what we talked about uh, not too long ago when when you threw out the idea of Baylor being boring and we laughed about how, how we got to this point where it's <laughs> yeah, boring. Yeah, Jim
0: was trying to come up with catchphrases. Yeah, get
1: Drew's to it. Yeah, like get Drew's to it. Um, it. It is fascinating how last year... The entire season, I was trying to talk myself into Baylor. Not as a national title contender, because that was obvious. I was trying to talk myself into Baylor being better than Gonzaga. And ultimately, they proved it on the national in the national title game. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now I get it. Um, but I thought Gonzaga was better the entire season. Yeah, uh, Gonzaga jumped out to me. Baylor, I was like, I, I can't get there to believing that they're better than Gonzaga. I don't know. And man, what a difference a year makes where now Baylor is... In a similar position, undefeated, number one in the country, the the the, the analytics, Ken Palm, whatever. Like at, however you want to rank teams, Baylor is, if they're not at the very top, they're close to it on your rankings, much like they were last year. And yet this year, I am now trying to talk myself out of Baylor. Like, Baylor is so yeah. obviously number one that it's like, all right, what's wrong with Baylor? No. Like why won't they win the national title? And that that exactly. is an incredible transformation as a program to have that happen. Um, in such a short period of time, especially when not too long ago. We were we were laughing at Scott Drew for
0: not too long ago, a um, year ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally a year ago, people were saying that and I think it's interesting because the king of the mountain is supposed to be Mark Few right now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, by definition, Mark Few is the guy. We saw him, he was at the NCAA hearings. It's kind of similar to the NBA. It's true. It's yeah. like Kevin Durant is the king of the mountain. But Giannis actually is, you know? And now we're trying to find reasons why he's not. You know, we're like, Giannis, this, this, and that. But it's like, no, he's the Scott Drew of the situation. He's actually the king of the mountain. So I, I appreciate you parsing through that and letting the yeah. people know who actually runs college basketball. But Scott if
1: you Drew. want to watch his games, you got yeah. to get U and ESPNPlus.com backslash Scott Drew. It's
0: on HBO <laughs> To watch
1: Max. the number one team in the country to the national championship. It's, <laughs> it's on Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Go to coorslight.com slash TNT. Please, for the love of God. This sponsorship means more to me than the show, uh, frankly. Like if if
0: And we got our own segment. We were so shocked. Yes. We were like you guys want to do a segment? We right.
1: we 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 cannot fumble this bag. We need this bag so badly please. because uh having Coors Light send me beer over the summer and I can just hammer Coors Light on the beach, that that like I don't know, dude. I, I need that so badly in my life. So if you've ever listened to the show and you love the show and you say, How can I give back to you guys? Please just 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 hammer coors lights when you go to the bar. And That's celebrate lights. responsibly. But celebrate. Hammer them responsibly. Quick break to talk about coors, more about coors. Date. I cannot talk about coors light enough. God damn, do I love coors light? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for a Coors light. It is made to chill. I, I. Cannot stress this enough, Coors Light is all I drink. I go to a bar, I, I you can take me to the fanciest bar that you have ever seen. I, I, I literally went to, uh, I've been to Nobu Malibu one time in my life, Tate. This was like three months ago. And uh, they they asked me what I wanted to drink and I said Coors Light and they laughed at me. And they are the <laughs> They were like, I said, is that you running a bit on me? <laughs> and I laughed at them and I said, <laughs> your this is embarrassing for you, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. If it's not Coors Light, I send it back. If the mountains aren't blue, I send it back. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment. It's made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in a new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com/t. Ampersand T celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado.
0: And we're also brought to you by our friends at Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbors' best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And finally, a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have your credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Back to Titus and Tate.
1: All right, let's talk about Duke now, Tate. I promised you if you you were a good boy and and waited long enough, (laughs) we would get to talk about it. I... Full disclosure, I want to I want to say this off the top. Yeah. Didn't watch this game. Mm. I, I was busy. I had something going on and uh, I could not watch the game. But you and the, the only reason I knew Duke was on upset alert was Kevin Clark, uh, Miami grad, former ringer colleague, texted the both of us. Miami basketball's back. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I didn't even realize Miami was playing Duke, which is how out of the loop I am on ACC basketball, which yeah. we can talk about in a second. Um, but here here are the three things uh that that I I pulled from the game, having not watched it. Number one, what, what the hell? Coach K did some backstretch after the game that looked like demons were coming out of <laughs> <laughs> it? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you saw the video? Yeah, or was I like, saw it live. <laughs> I,
0: I mean, he is who we there, thought he was. There
1: right? was that. There was, uh, I saw that um, J.J. Redick apparently at halftime shot a free throw. J.J. was at,
0: So I had a source. One of my friends, one of our friends, friends of the program was at the game scouting. And uh, he literally texted me at the start of the game. It was like, J.J. is here with this whole family, you know. And then I was like, that's cool. You know, we'll see what happens. Like, fingers crossed, you know, J.J. curse <laughs> incoming. And then he had a charity free throw at halftime, and he missed
1: it. <laughs> it's like a 95% Did
0: you see this, shooter. Jim? Did you
1: see J.J. Reddick had a free throw. He threw me? it.
0: That's how bad of a guy. Like, I was talking, like, the, my scout who was on the ground, who was texting me, I was like, you know who is, like, you know who needs to have the the bad boy come back a little bit? You know, is JJ? He's too yeah. good, much of a good guy now, and like missing a charity. Yeah, you're right. Free throw, he, was,
1: he was he was he was a villain. Goes to the NBA. Comes like, like the becomes, nicest guy. guy Everyone nice loves it. starts the podcast. People love the podcast. Yeah, um, you're right. He does need to like. I, I think it's gonna come back. I think now that he's on ESPN, he's gonna start because he he'll go on first take and and mix he, it up with Stephen A. and stuff. Yeah.
0: He's kind yeah. of like the actor that played Draco Malfoy. You know, it's like <laughs> you loved him when he was evil, but then you learn he's like this really sweet guy, and you're kind of pulling for him. But you know, he needs to go back to you playing to an evil back. character. Yeah, you know. And then we'll all be like, "That's that's the guy we know." JJ,
1: what was his free throw percentage in college? So in Cameron University, had, had
0: to be like 95. Had to be maybe, his maybe sophomore year.
1: His sophomore year, he shot 95.3%. His career, he was the 90 in college. I don't know what it was in the pro who cares, pros. Who cares? Uh, ninety-one percent. Yeah, ninety-one percent for career. free throw percentage out. for his career. Seems right. Had a free throw to to win a thousand dollars for a children's hospital. They missed.
0: <laughs> Did he miss it on purpose? That's the question. Because I I think that that would be a smart move, branding. In his defense, he had sleeves on when he shot that free throw. Did he have like
1: a button down on? Was his shirt tucked in? Because like it a hoodie, can, it can catch you as you. Yeah, but, but you know he's the sleeveless guy. In college, he was oh, that's always true. The sleeveless that's with the true. Little edges, yeah. the badass look. True. But then he got the tattoo sleeve. So he's, oh, so, he's, so he's, he's always sleeve. permanently yeah. sleeve. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw that, and then the last thing I was gonna say the only the only other thing I saw from this game was Miami. Miami's uniforms were disgusting. I love those they're Oh the, yeah, the, the, the big. I thought you were saying that.
0: that you didn't like them for a second, but you're saying like they're fire. Uh, yeah. oh. They are unbelievable. In fact, when they they tweeted like two hours before the game, they were wearing those uniforms, and I texted my brother. I was like, man, feel really good about yeah. Miami today. And Duke was so unassuming about this game because, as we know, Miami's the most disrespected program in basketball. So Duke was overlooking them a little bit,
1: and they not, came in. Not enough uh, talk is is happening in college basketball about the era of uniforms we're in. The throwbacks are unbelievable. Mm. There, there was there was a period there where Adidas was just ruining basketball, ruining basketball on purpose. They I mean they, they got the ruined, FBI involved. They got the free, like the the, the the uniforms they were making like Cincinnati wear. Do you dude, remember, remember that era?
0: Baylor's? Baylor, oh my God! Yikes. Yikes! Yikes! Louisville was NC in there too. State's. Yeah, I mean that's NC State. <laughs> NC State was losing recruits because of their uniforms from yes. Adidas.
1: Yes, yes, and that's and a fact. I remember uh, uh, th- they started toying around with IU's uniforms too, and like all yeah. the the no. boomers Can't in miss. Indiana were losing their minds. Yeah. Um, Can't mess with that. But now, now they're back. I think, and now Adidas is figuring it out a little bit. Louisville wears the the old school cardinal every so often on the yeah. shorts, and um. I don't know. I just wanted you to go think. back to the 80s. And Ohio State is like where's the throw? Like I, I I kinda wish Ohio State had a non-throwback so the throwbacks could feel special. But Ohio State wears throwbacks like basically every single game. They were yeah. like 90s era or or 80s era every single game, which is absolutely sick. But also Let's make it special. Let's make it special. <laughs> um, but we're in, we're in a great era of uniforms right now. I just yeah. wanted to point that out. It's a great, it's a great run that we're in with the uh, with the uniforms. So anyway, back to the Duke Miami game. Tell me what I missed. How did this happen? Why did this happen? Um, are we worried about Duke are we worried about the farewell tour is the farewell tour dead do people care
0: no I, I think that the people I think the people are locked in now I mean the real answer to this game was I mean turnover if you want to be actual basketball about it, I mean Duke turned the ball over 20 times in this game I think it was 17 actually but basically 20 times and Charlie Moore was the star of the you know a guy comes from DePaul Chicago native you know Coach K is a Chicago native mm-hmm. as we know mm-hmm. big Chicago basketball guy and Charlie Moore gets seven steals in this game. And they try to get him on a BS foul to get him out of the game late, you know, as, as we are prone to do in Cameron Indoor. But still, Nega takes him out. He comes back in and plays with four fouls and gets the win. So shout out to Charlie Moore. That was, I mean, an amazing game by him. Isaiah Wong was also great in this game. Uh, Wendell Moore had a shot there at the end. He had a three-point look that, you know, was a good look. Coach K said he liked the look. Uh, did not go in, and that was pretty much that. Paulo Bencaro, turned on. I mean, late in this game, Duke made their classic push where they got the lead and you think, oh, they've shored this thing up. Yeah. But just like that, Miami still fighting, still clawing, still scratching. I mean, they they just gave a great effort. Duke did not really expect them to keep fighting. I thought that I think that they kind of got up on them again, you know, at the end and we're like, all right, we right, we've handled these guys but Charlie Moore was the star of the show.
1: Well, I I think I'm going to need you to do an ACC update throughout the year because I've I've realized that the Coach K farewell tour comes down to this. Duke has to win the ACC, the regular season ACC. Two
0: games back in the ACC right now.
1: They have to win it.
0: They're two games back and they lost to Miami, who's in
1: I'm not court. even kidding. I'm not even saying this for stick. This would be one of the great uh, disappointments. He's in, coming in back. If they K's. don't win the ACC. This would be. This would be. One of the great disappointments in Coach K's career, if Duke does not win the regular season ACC title in his final year, when they are the only ranked team in the conference and so much better than everybody, and uh, what was it last week that that uh, I said people were floating the idea of the ACC being a one bid league? Yeah, it's not, but the fact that that that's where people are at, we're like it's Duke and then everyone else. If they can't win the league this year, that's where that's where we have to go with the, the farewell tour. That's all eyes are on that because otherwise, I'm worried that the farewell tour is dead in the sense that. There's no reason to watch Duke play at all between now and uh opening day of March Madness. I think mm. that's the only reason to to tune back in. And I I don't want to live in that world. I need a reason to to keep watching. I need a reason to to stay locked in on what Coach K is up to. But but if every like they're they're playing at Wake Forest, I think. Is it tonight or tomorrow? I think um, it's tomorrow. Big game. Like uh, in terms of like one of the harder games that they're going to have on their schedule, Wake Forest is one of the better teams in the ACC. And Wake Forest is on in the, the road. same
0: position as Duke in the standings, yeah. two games back.
1: Uh, but that's a game. Wake Forest is not ranked. Wake Forest is not like jumping off the screen at people. If, 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 if they call, want to win
0: this game. Yeah.
1: If I called my dad and I was like, dad, Duke's at Wake Forest. My dad would say, is Wake Forest good? Like he doesn't, and he's not disrespecting. He's like, I, I'm not like Wake Forest does not have the cachet. They're right not now. in the zeitgeist. Anymore. Yes. Yeah. And that's going to continue to happen except when Duke plays Carolina, basically. And my point is <laughs> that, uh, we have to find a reason to, to get locked back in, and it's going to have to be the ACC race. So I'm going to need you to give me uh, give me like handicap the ACC race. Is Miami the favorite now?
0: <laughs> Duke still has to be the favorite. I mean, there there's no way that they're not the favorite.
1: The undefeated team that just beat Duke at Duke.
0: Look, I just said that the, the most disrespected. I'm arguing. I said that the most disrespected team in basketball, and I will continue disrespecting them. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, Miami, Louisville are the top two teams in the ACC. Then you got North Carolina, Notre Dame. Um, I I don't think North Carolina is going to win the ACC, but if Armando Bacock keeps playing, who knows? I mean, th- that was an inspiring performance. It was actual Carolina basketball. So, gave me a little bit more hope in this team that I'd already lost at the Notre Dame game. So, uh, but Duke is the favorite. I think Duke is like minus 500 to win the ACC, even though they're two games back right now. Okay. Cuz Miami's going to probably lose to Florida State. I mean, you
1: know. Florida State's out. It, who who are the contenders? Tell the people who could who could who could realistically if it's not Duke? Who's gonna Who's gonna win the regular season ACC title? Miami has to be on that list.
0: Miami's on the list. Louisville's on the list. Carolina's on the list. Duke's on the list. Notre Dame's on the list. Wake's on the list.
1: Notre Dame's not on the list. <laughs> Get Notre Dame off the
0: list. I mean, look, dude. I I don't even understand Notre Dame, but I believe in Mike Bray. Jim said us a video early uh, earlier of Mike Bray, and you know he's just basically yelling to room people. I miss you, sons of bitches. You know what I mean? It's he's like,
1: stand, the best part is he's standing up in front of this big. Uh, crucifix behind him <laughs> yeah
0: it's like probably he looks like he's, he's on a pulpit <laughs> and he's look, like huge he like sons bat. of b- <laughs> it's like very righteous yeah. uh but it also it inspires hope you know and confidence in notre dame at some level so uh i don't know i i i think if you look at the acc it's duke virginia tech dude virginia tech is zero and three in the acc they, they, tough. they are fought the Georgia tech. The only team worse than Virginia tech in the ACC right now is Georgia tech. Who is is zero and four in the ACC. So uh, Mr. November and Josh Passner both uh, at the bottom NC state, also at the bottom, the Syracuse is one and three in the ACC. They were supposed to make some noise, be a tournament team. Don't see that happening unless things drastically turn around. Uh Clemson. You know, if you're, if that's your sort of thing, maybe you, you're interested in Clemson. I think Brunel's, on, uh, can, you know, on the hot seat as always. Uh, Virginia. Virginia, I mean, they got smacked by Carolina.
1: I know they're not good, but what I mean, there's still, is, is, is there a world two. where Virginia just, there's a world, of course. There's a world,
0: of course. I mean, I think they have some talented players. They just don't have it big. Yeah. They don't have it big.
1: All right. There's your ACC update. Dude. Yeah, there it is. It's still, it's still Duke versus the field, you're saying.
0: I cannot believe that Coach K summoned a demon in front of everybody. But I also <laughs> think it's necessary, you know? Like, you you pull out all the stops when it's your last season. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's really hit me a little bit is that Coach K might not be coming back. As much as I keep telling myself he is, you know, maybe I'm in denial. I'm, like, talking myself in circles with Coach K. But that, that moment when he... You know, and I, you see me do that. I got back problems. So, I mean, I was like, okay, but that wasn't a back problem fix. That was a, let's summon some, some mojo in this building because we got to win. We gotta win.
1: Uh speaking of Duke, let's talk about Dick Vitale for a second because yes. uh, Dickie V is not on our televisions anymore. Um, he uh is dealing with some vocal problems. He's he's in the middle of uh, a cancer battle, I believe. Where yes. Uh, he came back for the UCLA Gonzaga game, and that was an awesome moment, and he was crying, and every everybody was into it. That, then, uh, that was the highlight of the season, so kind of was, wasn't yeah. it? And then um he's he's dealing with vocal cord problems, I guess, right now. So he's on voice rest, which is
0: uh I think he's getting treatment right now, too. So that's yeah. like a part of it, yeah.
1: So, we're, we're, we needs somebody. He's on a competing network. We know that. He's, he's not a Fox guy, but, uh, he is a college basketball guy and we're college basketball guys. So, he's a lifer. We're going to help, uh, amplify Dickie V's, uh, uh, existence in the college basketball realm tape, which is to say that Dick Vitale, uh, this stood out to us because we just want to use, we want to use Dickie V's tweet, Dickie V's (laughs) stance as a jumping off point for another discussion. Uh, Dick Vitale said that he, he had his Super seven. Who were the Super seven? That he said,
0: uh, I'm just pulling it up. Pull right. up the yeah. Super Seven, yeah. Okay. So the, Vital picked his Super Seven teams, baby. So you're already locked in there. Uh, Baylor, yep, at number one, obviously. Then Purdue, Gonzaga, UCLA, and then we got uh, under other undefeated team USC. Shout yep. out to Chris, our director, and then we got number six Duke and number seven Will Wade in LSU. Those are his seven right. top teams, right?
1: Those there. were his top seven, yeah. and then I saw he he followed up his his. Uh, Super Seven by saying he now has an Elite Eight because he forgot to put Auburn on that list. Who uh, Auburn's ranked what? Like fourth. Fourth. They they play at Bama tonight, by the way. Yes. Going to be an awesome game. Going to be a great game. Um, because Bama shows up for the good teams, but Bama lost to Missouri, but they're still favorite. Bama
0: is a coin toss team. Like they're a make shots team. You you don't know what you're gonna get with Bama.
1: Uh, so Dick Vitale said those are a Super Seven. He's now amended it to his Elite Eight after what he called upset Saturday. Um, point is, and the reason I want to talk about this because I don't really care enough to like ha- to to suss out Dickie V's power rankings. I just found it interesting that he chose to cut off uh, his his cutoff point was seven teams. Then he added an eighth, and he said that's the cutoff. <laughs> My question to you, Tate, because this is the the discussion I want to have is, where is your cutoff point? How many teams? Because last year we were talking about Gonzaga, Baylor, and then everyone else. That was mm. that was it. It was a two horse race. Uh, a few years ago, it was like Kansas. But before COVID ended, the, uh, the the canceled the NCAA tournament. Kansas, Dayton, uh Baylor, I think was in that mix. Uh, Michigan State thought they had a chance. Um, I forget who, up, but there was like yeah when we when we were trying to cut off do the cutoff line. You you had like four or five teams maybe, and then there was a cutoff. Last year it was two teams. Where are we at right now? On in in almost mid January now. Where do you stand? Where are you cutting it off? Saying if we're doing tier talk. Like this is this is where the big gap happens right here.
0: I think uh, I like the elite eight that Dickey has. I do like that, but I have a couple teams that I'm going to throw in there. I, I maybe have. You're you're adding. You're. you're I'm adding. I'm adding eight. some teams to the eight. You I have the, eleven teams. The, the eight elite. are locked. Okay. And then I think there are still some teams on that same tier that I'm going to throw in. And I think Kansas. Okay. I'm going to throw in there,
1: and s- despite losing to Texas Tech without don't care. Tech's top two scores. Okay. I'm
0: talking about March tournament Just, time. okay we're talking okay. about like who can win a championship okay, okay. i think these are the elite eight that can win the championship kansas is still in championship conversation for me michigan state is still in championship conversation for me so i'm going to throw them in there redacted illinois is still in championship conversation mm-hmm. for me so those are three teams i'm at 11 right now and then you i love th- illinois well i think the 12, How are you not- i think the 12th team is wisconsin and johnny davis whoa that is my top
1: 12 how has Illinois not sent you an orange blazer yet? Like you, you are—you've done I, more for Illinois basketball
0: because than... I I have so much respect for the 2005 team, and I hate that they have to look at North Carolina as this, you know, this team that they hate. You know, is it
1: respect a word or is it guilt?
0: It's not guilt. It's okay. just like, All right. look, it is what it is. Sean May was a man on a mission. I, what what can you do? I mean, what can you do? I mean, you can't do anything about it. But I want them to get their redemption. I want them to win a championship because I like the flying Illini. We love Stephen Bardo on the show. Kendall Gill's one of my favorite Charlotte Hornets ever, you know. So I want Illinois to succeed, but I also don't want to be the guy that's sticking the neck out for them and they keep losing and they're blaming me for losing. So redacted, <laughs> redacted is what Illinois. I call them right. on the show. But that's my twelve. I think that's my twelve. You're doing Villanova. 12. I thought Villanova was going to be in there, but I don't have Villanova. They're, they're,
1: that's a lot of teams. I think those twelve teams have a real chance. So last year we had two, and then there was a gap, and this year we have twelve. I have twelve. All right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm
0: just well. Let's just just be frank about it. Baylor and Gonzaga are not the Baylor Gonzaga last year, so I don't think. And then UCLA, I I haven't seen them play basketball in so long that I don't really even know. Auburn is a sneaky team. USC is a very 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 good team. Obviously, they're undefeated. Arizona might have the best player in the country. So
1: here's where I here's where where I. It's not
0: two. It's not.
1: I got this at Tier One (laughs) A. Tier one A, I got Baylor, Gonzaga, UCLA, Auburn, and I think Arizona has to be in there. And these, okay. these are all teams that I've seen enough. They've been challenged. I've seen them at their worst. I've seen them at their best. Uh, I they, they've they've all lost games with the exception of Baylor. Yeah. Um. They've all looked shaky at times, but like I've I've seen enough to like know what disaster looks like for them, and I still trust them in spite of that. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I I've seen Arizona. We talked about it when they they, they lost to Tennessee and, and they came out of the gate look laying a flat egg and and looked <laughs> to be absolutely shell-shocked by that crowd. Um and they came back and 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 ultimately like kind of impressed me with how they lost, which I know doesn't make any sense, but uh so those are the team Auburn, their one loss was uh was Yukon, right? And that yeah. was in and Atlanta. same sort of deal. Like Bahamas, all, yeah. these these teams that that even though they've lost, I'm not like I'm not selling um, I, I, it, they were respectable losses. Even UCLA getting smoked by Gonzaga. I, whatever. I, I trust UCLA. I, I trust all those teams. Those are teams I trust. Those are teams that I believe are going to be in the mix for the rest of the season. Then I go to Tier 1A. One A <laughs> point It's not one B. Yeah, it's one A point point one point one Okay, it's just slightly below. Okay. Tier One A. USC, Duke, Purdue, Kansas, and Michigan State, who are all teams that like I. I want to believe in, but I also kind of have to ignore USC. By the way, USC fans are scratching their heads. They're like, we're undefeated. Why are we not in the mix? Why are we not on tier 1A? Um, USC's best, the only team they've beaten that's going to make the tournament is San Diego State. So I'm still waiting for USC to like actually play the meat of the Pac-12, and I think they know that. I think USC fans know that they should not be favored, even though. Yeah they're up there in the mix. I don't think there's a USC fan that's like, we're definitely gonna win the Pac-12. We're better than Arizona and UCLA. I don't think they believe that yet. No, I think, think
0: Arizona score. is the team in the Pac-12 that's, I mean, yeah. they think they're the best team. Yeah, And I think UCLA, we just kind of have them- UCLA's a legacy out of respect. pick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. out of respect.
1: Arizona's probably actually the most talented, then USC, is undefeated so they're yeah. like what about and, and i
0: could totally you could talk me into usc being the one that lasts the longest in the tournament yeah.
1: So yeah 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 but then duke purdue kansas michigan state all those teams obviously very very good but like duke losing at home to miami mm. head scratcher kansas losing to dayton head scratcher purdue losing at home to wisconsin losing to Rutgers, heads uh so those those all come with some head scratches and then there's and then to me there's a huge drop off like mm. to houston to your wisconsin to I believe in Wisconsin. I, I am too scared to say anything too bad about Wisconsin because they play Ohio State and Madison on Thursday. And as soon as I say something bad, they're going to beat the shit out of the Buckeyes. Uh, but was, I don't know how much Wisconsin being good is that Wisconsin has a really good basketball team and how much is just Johnny Davis has gone nuclear and um he's going to have to sustain that for them to actually be national title good, you know? Yeah, he Which, might though. He might. That's, might. that's the thing. But that's about, my fear. Let's like, think
0: about Johnny basketball. He might.
1: If Johnny Davis is averaging 18 points a game, I don't think Wisconsin's that good. I think they need him having 30 point nights, night in and night out, to actually be national title good. Yeah. And I don't know if he can do that. We'll see. I don't know. So anyway, that's Rye. That's Ryland. So what did I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I probably had ten. <laughs> that's I, had, I had five and then a slight drop off and then another five and then a huge drop off.
0: Yeah, see, I, that's what I have. I, I And that's probably how mine would, would even out. But I think there's 12 teams that could win the title in my mind right now. Yeah. And some someone's going to fall out of that 12. Someone's going to jump in. But I think there's 12 teams that actually matter. But it all starts with Dicky V who started with seven then went should, to eight.
1: Should we cross a team off every week? And Yeah, let's do, <laughs> let's do
0: our big board. Cross it off for Dickie V.
1: We should do the, uh, yeah, the, the Bill does that, right? Does it like a the cross-off, cross-off team? The cross-off yeah. team, yeah. I we just do that, but we I
0: can't trust this Jaguars team. Cross them off.
1: <laughs> we start. <laughs> we should do that, but we start at like we start with like Mississippi Valley State.
0: Cross <laughs> yeah, them, off. them off for
1: the title. <laughs> Chicago State, dude, that's, not yeah. happening. That'd be fun. Cross uh, them off, man. Uh, all right, what what else is there? You want to talk uh, college football? Your yeah, yeah, thoughts should, on that before we yeah, shout be outs close out? I mean, just shout out I saw that Stetson Bennett has the uh, yeah, he's taking our spot. Uh, like he's on our set design here,
0: you know? yeah. We gotta figure out what the name of that that section is our little photo section. But uh,
1: that should be King of the Mountain,
0: right? yeah. That's King of the Mountain. <laughs> so, Stetson Bennett is technically our King of the Mountain. I mean, good for him. I mean, good for Georgia. I love, I mean, I Georgia was where I wanted to go in my heart at one point. So, my parents were like, no, you're gonna go to the in state school. What are you talking about? But I love the Georgia Bulldogs. I went between the hedges. I, Did
1: you I, just LeBron Georgia right there? Yeah, was that like I, a, I'm I LeBroning was, Georgia. You're like, I was definitely going to Georgia. No, I
0: was. Talked to my family. Then they took me <laughs> to the Carolina Duke game and Kinder Marshall won. And I remember being like, That's what, what am I? <laughs> you know, like I literally said to my dad, I was like, I'm not Dominique Wilkins, I'm Michael Jordan. My dad's like, What, <laughs> what are you talking about? But I love the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, and I'm really, you know, happy that they got over the hump. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of barking that happened last night in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that we were just in Indy for the Final Four and then, you know, see college football there. I mean, it was good for your city and Indy. So. I love oh. that
1: Indy is a host city. I love that. Yeah. Uh... Mm, excuse me. I Georgia love... fans
0: love Indy forever now. You know, like you, yes, you just like adopted yeah. a, a Southern state. Like they're going to always yeah. talk fondly about Indianapolis.
1: Great point. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Indy gets the call for these sorts of things. I love that uh, finally there was a meaningful college football game, postseason game, played north of the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, this has been a complaint of of mine and every Big Ten fan forever. That why are all the all the we understand how we got there. All the bowls were supposed to be destinations for everyone during the winter to go, you know, have have a little fun in January or whatever. But now that there's actual stuff on the line, like what the hell? Why why are we not playing any of these meaningful games north of the Mason Dixon line? So I love that all that happened. Uh, but I will say the the midfield logo was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. and that was embarrassing for the city of Indianapolis. We got to figure that out. I don't know who we're calling. I don't know who who how we figure that out. But the to have like the Colts logo like kind of bleeding through with the national championship logo that was bad. That happened a lot. That was Bush
0: You know there was yeah. a lot of fields that uh, I don't know what's going on. Those Bush League. It was. We can do better. I think so too. We
1: as a city can do better.
0: Yeah. yeah, I didn't like that.
1: I didn't like that at all. Uh, <laughs> but I will say thank God that Alabama lost because uh I. You know, I, I I think that I think that Saban and Brady have I have somehow somehow pulled off uh, some Stockholm syndrome on America, where like people talk fondly about Nick Saban. And I saw you saw the the press conference when uh, uh, Will Anderson and, and Bryce Young were sitting next to him. They stood up and he's like, sit down, sit down, guys. And then he's like, I just want to point out these guys, these kids that brought a lot to the program. You saw it. You know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, and then everybody talks about how what a great human being Nick Saban is, what a great coach he is, and all this is true. But the point that, that I would make is like. I thought we hated this guy. How did, how did we get here? Same with Tom Brady. I don't What happened in the last two or three years where we no, went? Dude, it happens with everybody. I mean, it happens. Like they just want to know. They just like beat us into submission where it was yeah. just like, all right, fine. I actually like, you now.
0: Yeah. Well, and and there's guys that have tried to, to become that like A-Rod really tried. A-Rod was like, <laughs> I will sell my soul. Like, let me win some games. Like, love me, please. And everyone's like, nah, not a winner. Like, definitely don't love you. And he couldn't win his way into it. But, like, Brady just kept winning. So, eventually, you're just like, man. And then when he did it with the Buccaneers, so he didn't have, he wasn't tied to Belichick. I think it only emboldened the people to be like, this guy. LeBron had it. LeBron had the same LeBron
1: lost it. But he lost it when he moved to L.A. Yeah, exactly.
0: But he had it. Cleveland, what do you, in 2016, the summer, I think that's when everyone was like, you can't deny.
1: Yeah. But, uh. You know, I am one of those guys that like Nick Saban. I'll, I I I don't hate the guy, whatever, but I would like to see him. Nick Saban like was to, happy I, that Kirby Smart won. Which I want, I, I, want cool. I want I want Nick Saban out of here. So I'm glad that Alabama lost. So the Alabama dynasty is done, and we never have to hear from Alabama football ever again. And they're definitely dead as a program, and definitely not. They were already ever planning their to <laughs>
0: trip to Los Angeles after the game. Apparently, they were like Bama fans. that were asking where the game was going to be, and they were booking flights ahead of schedule because. Bryce Young's coming back. Yeah, they're all the receivers that played in that game are not going to be freshmen the next time you see them, and they're all going to be, you know, top ten projected picks. So Alabama will never stop being Alabama as long as Nick Saban is there. But it was fun to have. It was kind of like when Clemson won the first time. It was like a breath of fresh air, you know. It's kind of like but- a new a new coach wins yeah. now because there's only six coaches that have won national championships in college football, and two of them are at North Carolina. Do you know this? Wait, Gene what? Chizik and Mac Brown. <laughs> It's only six coaches. That includes Kirby Smart. So I mean, it's a very small pool of people that can win the national championship. Oh know? my god!
1: So it's I good just, to have I, Kirby Smart in the pool. I just love the idea of when Alabama loses; it means the dynasty's over, and it's, that's it. And then, and then you see like every single top twenty-five next year. Alabama's week, it's really top one. twenty-five. <laughs> Alabama was <laughs> number one. You're like, wait, I thought we, I thought we it never it. stops.
0: No. I mean, no. Bryce Young might go back to back Heisman's, which I I don't even think that should how, be allowed.
1: How can um. How can the narrative around college football be that it's the same people every year and there's no parity whatsoever, but then at the same time, Georgia won their first title in 41 years? How do we reconcile that? Mm. As a, like, it's all you hear. Like, everyone bitches about the playoff and we got to expand it, which, by the way, definitely need to expand the playoff. Not like for a competitive standpoint. This is this is always the problem with the people that... uh um the 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 arguments about the, the expanding of the playoff is like, well, the two best teams ended up playing. Like, in fact, we should have contracted the playoff and just made Alabama and Georgia play. We didn't even need Michigan and Cincinnati. Yeah. um But why would you not want more football? I don't understand. Why would you not want more football? Why would you want, like... If it's inevitable that Georgia and Alabama play, why don't yeah. we watch that inevitability unfold over the course of, like, multiple games versus a bunch of dudes sitting in a room and running algorithms? Is yeah. it more fun to just watch them beat the shit even if they're not competitive games, I would still rather watch like garbage college football playoff than watch like a selection committee discuss. And them.
0: also just start the playoff like in week 10, you know, just start <laughs> yeah, it early. Right. Like just start it. You know what I mean? Just start start, it. The start of the season. Just, just, yeah. Make the whole season a damn playoff. The
1: whole season like, the playoff. <laughs> Do like, like a uh, champions league. Cause,
0: and, I, uh, Cause I don't think like the, you can't sustain a team that long, like even Alabama, the team that played in the national title was not the team that played in the SEC right. championship, you know? Right. Which I, is ridiculous. So like, I would much rather just watch, like, Carolina, they played in the Orange Bowl last year. Like, it was not even the team that got to the Orange Bowl. And you're like, what are we doing here? You know, like, who am it I watching? It should be
1: like Champions League at uh, soccer, where it's, like, concurrent. Yes, you're playing the season, exactly. But then you're taking breaks to play the playoff yes, games. Yes, exactly. And then you go back to your... Yes, 100%. Uh, Alabama takes a break to play Mississippi State, and then they go back to playing Clemson. Yeah. And Ohio State. Yeah. And then they go back to... <laughs> and And some of the preseason rankings Carolina can
0: get you can. in there, but then if you lose the first game, you're out, you know? I don't. I love know, it. I think
1: We just fixed uh, fixed college football. <laughs> who's the Who's the Georgia of college basketball? Who's like the team that Oof. um that hasn't won? And I mean, it's like the entire Big Ten, I think. DePaul. Oh, DePaul is a good one. Well,
0: they won in 1980.
1: No, that was that was Louisville.
0: Or day. Mark Aguirre won National Player of the Year yeah, in they, 1980. DePaul they never won. Was, they, they, the won they, they went, North went North to the Final Four but, in yeah. 1980, and then Mark Aguirre won National Player of the Year, and then Louisville.
1: Yeah. NC State might be the answer, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, that's a good answer.
1: NC State might be the answer. Oh, my the, the God. Georgia Could you imagine
0: basketball? if they won? <laughs> oh, my God. It would be, you know, in 2004 when Julius Hodge beat UConn and, he, and they got the path as the number one seed? I thought that it might happen that year. And I remember just, like, the fear of thinking that, like, Julius Hodge is going to be around. It's kind of like probably Georgia Tech. People are like, I'm going to see Stetson Bennett <laughs> forever. Like, he's going to be everywhere. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Oh, that's, that, a good that's one. your
1: nightmare. I, th- I think what? you would rather, Julius Hodge, would rather, everywhere. You no, know, yeah. just North Carolina State win a national title. I think that's worse than Duke winning no, for you. No, Duke's always worse. But Duke, Duke's the enemy you know. Duke, Duke, you're familiar with. You don't know what a world looks like where North Carolina State fans.
0: State doesn't even win anything currently, and they act as if they do. So, like, <laughs> I can't you, imagine giving. That's what them, I'm saying.
1: Imagine they win a title. Like You don't give a dog a
0: bone. That. Like, like, that is for sure. Definitely uh, not a wolf.
1: All right, shout outs, closeouts. <laughs>
0: Wow. Shout out to NC State. Uh, love you guys. Uh, shout out to the Charlotte Hornets. Swept the world champs. Back-to-back really? back games. Uh, who are the Milwaukee world
1: champs Buc- again? Milwaukee Bucks. Raptors? Virginia? <laughs> who who won the... Yeah,
0: they swept the Bucks. And LaMelo Ball had a game winner uh, in this past game. So um, I have never been more excited about the Charlotte Hornets since Muggsy Bogues played. Since like 1996, 1997. Literally. They I've they never believed more. We're the 8th seed. All you need, just give you a chance. Well, we're this whole play-in thing is ridiculous. You know, it oh, used that's to just right. be, you could just be the eighth seed and you had the playoffs. They kept
1: the play-in? Yeah, you got. I guess it was cool. Last it, year. Is, it is. Was, it is cool. It was
0: cool. It is cool. But yeah. now we're gonna have LeBron and Lamelo playing in the play-in game. No, ridiculous. I don't want to see that. Put them in
1: the playoffs. Well, we should let everybody in the playoffs except one team. Coach K. K. All right, Coach K. Yeah. <laughs> let everyone in the tournament. The one seed in the NBA gets a bye, and every other team makes the playoffs except for the last team and that's it and then the worst team in the east plays the worst team in the west in a one game playoff whoever wins gets the number one pick
0: i like that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of beef happening in the nba right now that's carolina duke related i don't know if you saw this nazir little my boy dove for a loose ball mm-hmm. but then went underneath kyrie irving to do so kyrie irving called it a cheap play and there's a lot of like back and forth so, but it's like the opposite of what it used to be you know it used to be like a duke player dives for the loose ball in the carolina the more talented carolina players like Dude, this guy is like trying too hard, basically. But that's happening in the NBA. It's all over the jump and all these shows. Is like, is Kyrie Irving right to call out Nazir Little? <laughs> was it a dirty play? So I want to shout out that I love to see Duke Carolina rivalries in the NBA.
1: That's great, keeping us together. Uh, I want to shout out Jake Diebler, who uh, was the acting head coach of oh. Ohio State against Northwestern, uh, and and got his first W as a uh, quote unquote head coach. Chris Holman and Ryan Peden both had COVID situations going on. I don't even really know what the... What, did, did they actually have COVID? Did, were they exposed to it? Who the hell knows? Um, but Jake Diebler, John's brother, who is a foe of this program. Jake is not. <laughs> Jake is a friend of the program. Friend. We love Jake. Yeah. Uh, Funny how that works. He, uh, he had to assume the head coaching duties for Ohio State. They beat Northwestern and someone pointed out to me that Jake Deebler now has more wins in the Schottenstein Center than Coach K, was is 0-2 in his career inside the Dream. Can you Conference imagine? Center. So there you go. So maybe he comes back for
0: that and yeah. he tries to schedule the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. He's like, I got to win a real road game.
1: Uh, I also want to shout out San Diego State, who absolutely crushed Colorado State, one by 30. Man, I watched every second of this game, and uh, I was excited because I was in Colorado during the game, and I was with Colorado State alums who were like, Talking there, about they're like, it. we gotta, we gotta go to a bar and watch this game. And, and Colorado State was up, early. like it was kind of a good. It was a competitive
0: game. game, and then it just went
1: sideways. And uh, in, in San Diego State suffocating defense. Colorado State scored 17 points, Tate, in the second half. Yeah, this is a Colorado State offense that is. Uh, I I don't know what the algorithms say, but they they say good things. With yeah. the Colorado State offense, one of the best offenses in college basketball, one of the most efficient. Um, however, you measure your offenses, this is a this is an <laughs> offense that you'll like. Uh, and they scored 17 points. But I, I will say this, too. Colorado State was coming off a COVID pause. They were not supposed to play San Diego State. This was like a – a my understanding was they both had cancellations or something, so they, they both played each other. Yeah,
0: it was a meet-up It was a
1: meet-up game. Meetup game. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, I ran my COVID algorithm, and I said Colorado State actually only lost by 12. They did not lose by 30. So please adjust. Your your results accordingly. Okay. The COVID algorithm says it was not a thirty point blowout. It was only a twelve point. So
0: point don't blowout. write Colorado State off. Yeah, don't write them off.
1: Okay. This was not a thirty point blowout. This was, uh, they ran out of gas. They had COVID in the in the lungs. They they didn't have their legs under them, and uh, they lost by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <Man. laughs> uh, what else is there? Oh, Missouri beat Alabama, which we mentioned earlier. So I wanted to shout out the Alabama football team, even though Bama lost to Georgia um in the national title game Alabama is officially once again a football school.
0: Yeah, congratulations.
1: Until tonight because Bama plays Auburn tonight. So if Bama beats Auburn in basketball, then they, might, basketball they might be back to basketball. But so for this moment in time Alabama I wish football.
0: that there was more iron bowl hate I mean, obviously, it's not the Iron Bowl, so that's why. But I just wish there was more rivalry hate between the two basketball programs. I think you know? we can get there. Yeah.
1: I do think we can get there because I think Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl are great for that. They're great foils for yeah. each other, yeah. honestly, for I think who so. they are.
0: Like, Nate Oates is kind of all business and literally Bruce Pearl is all party until someone asks him about character and then he's, you know, a completely different person. But, I mean, it is it is pretty much like... They're a great opposition, you know. You can and you can see why they fit where they fit a little bit, you know. Yeah.
1: My my impression, yeah. They they, they do seem to be opposites. They seem to be yeah. similar yet opposite. Like they're like, doing they're playing the same game but differently. Yes. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, what else is there? What else have we got to shout out?
0: I just wanted to shout out. uh I mean, th- this is more of a somber shout out, but shout out to Bob Saget. Uh, rest in peace to Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. That was a that was a mo. You know, there's like, I mean, RIP to Betty White. RIP to Bob Saget. These these like are some of these. You know, as you get older, some of these people that you always kind of just feel like are going to mm-hmm. be there, the the true stars that you've seen and grown up with on TV, and that's uh you know always something that kind of hits you when they're gone. And at 65, um you know, you 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 never like to see that. And you know, he used to always be on Corolla stuff and, every, you know, I mean, he's yeah. just like a a funny dude. I mean, to say the least. And then obviously there's the full house side of it. So RIP to Bob Saget, man. Yeah. Nothing you can really say. I mean, it's not even really a shout out.
1: Not a shout out. Uh. Norm, Norm McDonald also that that was one that Man. recently that, that uh, hit me. But uh, the- I'm
0: reading his book right now, and it feels like he's still around. Like it feels like I, I, yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of weird like that.
1: The Norm joke that Norm would make if when when you say Bob Saget died is like I didn't even know he was sick. That's a Norm joke, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, Betty White dies. Originally, right? Betty White dies at ninety nine, and Norm's like, "I didn't even know she was sick." Yeah,
0: All right, yeah. Then I saw a clip like uh, Sagan was telling a story about uh, someone lost someone, and then you know, but it was talking about obviously they passed away, and then right before he's about to like finish it up, Norm goes, "Do you find him?" <laughs> <laughs> there was a supercut though of like everyone saying that they didn't know Norm was sick.
1: Like somebody put that together. Oh after that yeah, Norm yeah. Joke like Norm was no, literally that old sick. thing, the original old joke of yeah. him saying, "I didn't even know he was sick." And then it had a super cut of like everybody after he died was saying, Yeah, I didn't know he was sick. He was sick for nine years or whatever. And it was just like kind of weird and crazy. Wow. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about those two guys too is like they, if if they were alive, I feel comfortable enough to say that like they would want people joking about not yeah, about yeah, dying, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. like having fun with whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, I mean, normal bookies yeah. just
0: like. I I I will please don't let me die. You know, yeah. like like I hope that I'm still alive while you're reading this. You know? It's also crazy that Bob Saget directed Dirty Work. And yeah. Artie Lang yeah. outlived the two of them. That is it is <laughs> I,
1: for all that. Yeah. that is a great point.
0: I remember Jamie Kennedy did like a, a music yeah. video with Bob Saget And that was like when he was doing Blowing Up. You remember that show Blowing Up with Jamie Kennedy on MTV? And I remember like he had Bob Saget in the back, and it was like the Wayne Brady sketch that Chappelle did, but it was like <laughs> Jamie Kennedy with Bob Saget and Bob Sagitt's like saying the f it, i was like what is <laughs> you know that was what how
1: that was i think bob saget taught me more how show show business works than anyone else just yeah from, just from like wait, just like it just at whatever age i had like my brain was in a pretzel trying to figure out like that guy how is that guy is that danny guy? tanner yeah Oh, he's acting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. What But which one is he acting?
0: Is he acting in the club? Well, or it's or also funny because like the actors that we grew like you grew up on, it's like De Niro's basically playing De Niro, Pacino's playing Pacino. Right, right. You know, like DiCaprio plays DiCaprio. So it's like you saw Bob Sagan, you're like, man, this guy's a good act, you know, yeah. get, like a respect for it because he was a totally different guy at America's funniest home videos. I mean mm-hmm. the aristocrats. Yeah. You gotta watch that too. His his bit on the aristocrats is phenomenal. R.I.P. Bob
1: R. 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 Bob's yeah. Second. R.I.P. Bob Second. What else is there? Is that it? Do, you, do you, What games are you looking forward to? There's a lot of good ones on tonight. USC at Stanford, Iowa State at Kansas. Roy's going to be in the building for I was going right?
0: to say, Iowa State at Kansas, Roy Williams. I hope he has, if he is as funny as I think Roy Williams is a very dry, funny guy, I think he should wear the mock turtleneck with the Jayhawk patch. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The same one great. that he wore in That'd 2008. Be great. That'd be great. I think he does that. I hope he does. And I really hope that the Kansas fans, from what I've seen, and Kansas fans have always been very, you know, gracious, it does seem like they're excited to to have him back around. And he should be around. I mean, I he think, did so much for Kansas.
1: I think after 08, Kansas fans had to drop it.
0: Yeah. I think whatever
1: right? bitterness you had towards Roy. He basically threw the game for you. Right. Yeah, he
0: was like, you guys deserve to beat me. And then
1: he wore, yeah. And then he it was, you know what it felt like? It
0: the- felt like very Nick Saban to Kirby Smart, you know? Mm-hmm. He's just like, because ha- Roy was so happy for Bill Self after mm-hmm. the game and fans were, that's saw some Alabama fans are like, I don't like the Sabans being all, you know, chummy mm-hmm. after this, even though we're coming back next year. But it's like Roy was just happy that Kansas could go to the right. championship game and he could kind of be like, I'm sorry, but also, hey, and you're here.
1: Also, Saban's happy because he can just uh, be like oh, shit on his players all offseason.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how many has he won at this yeah. point? Like, too many to count.
1: Uh, all right, that's it. That's the show. Uh, Watch a ton of college basketball this week. There's a lot of great games. Tonight, Tuesday night, uh, I'm talking about uh, tomorrow, Villanova's at Xavier. Um, Dukes at Wake Forest. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Thursday, Ohio State at Wisconsin, BYU at Gonzaga. A lot of great Ooh. basketball. Uh, We will see you guys later in the week. Peace.